0: This is the most important step anybody will ever do. It is in two parts, and we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. Now I took the second part of the first step. It took me six months to come to terms with admitting I was an alcoholic. But I kept coming, and that is the key to becoming sober is to keep coming through the doors doesn't matter how much you dislike it you'd still have to put the footwork in nobody hated that word alcoholic more than i did i could have come in three years prior to coming in i tried everything to stop drinking i took the pledge nine times twice on good friday in 1959 and that didn't work but it was beneficial because I knew I had to look elsewhere. I had tried doctors, but I tried doctors again once after taking the pledge then. And he said to me, you're an alcoholic, would you go to AA? And nobody had ever called me an alcoholic. I knew I drank and I knew all my faults. And I said, no, I wouldn't. And he said, I've got a friend in AA, would you talk to him? And I said, no. He said, it's not as hard as you think it is. And I said, but I'm not interested. And as I got to the door, he said to me, you will one day. And I turned around and I said, what did you say? He said, I just said, you will one day. And I did one day, six months after that. And uh, the first meeting, everybody was a daily drinker. So I thought I wasn't an alcoholic. I thought you had to drink every day and I was a bender drinker. So I kept looking at that step though the next day and then the gentleman that took me to my first meeting rang me and asked me to come to a meeting that night. So I went along and um, I thought he was a bender drinker and I had never heard the word bender drinker before but I fitted into his category So I thought, well, I do want to stop drinking, but I won't say, ever say I'm an alcoholic. So I went along for six months and in Brisbane, when I joined AA, we had closed meetings and uh, the wiser, older members thought if she doesn't speak and get that word (coughs) out, she will drink. So they asked me if I would speak at this closed meeting, at this open meeting that they had once a month. And I always said after that second meeting I was at, I'd do anything I was asked to do except speak. But they pointed out to me that if I didn't speak, I may not stay sober. So I thought, how can I get that word out? I'm an alcoholic. So I went along to this meeting. I took my husband to the meeting. that was the first time he'd come to a meeting. And uh, they duly called me, and I said, My name's Doreen, I'm an alcoholic. I don't really mean that. I'm a compulsive social drinker. (laughs) And I meant that with all my heart. Uh, But it didn't help the word alcoholic. Not to this day, I still dislike the word. So after that I tried... um, I thought, you know, I've just got to accept it. And I thought, perhaps there are other words that you can use. So I tried dipsomaniac for a while. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that sounded rather horrible. So eventually I came to believe that I had to say that um, I was an alcoholic. Now, it is the most important step you'll ever take. If you can say Step one, you continue on with the rest of the steps. But it's no use doing, trying to do step two until you are sure in your own mind that you know what you're talking about and you want what AA has to offer. And it's quite simple, actually. It's, this program is as simple as you want it or as hard as you want it. And some people just miss the simplicity of this program. I've never regretted going through that six months actually, because it gave me time to think about the whole of AA generally and the happiness that I saw in people's faces. Even when they shared, the people that would get up and say, I'm an alcoholic, and I'd think, well, you know, they're getting more out of this program than I am. <clears throat> and I used to think, well, all I want to do is stop drinking and if that's what aaa affords me to do well i'm quite happy but i didn't do the steps and i don't want anybody to take after me for seven years because people power kept me sober and the first step but i reached a stage where after seven years one night at a quarter to twelve i said to my husband i'm going to drink and he got a terrible shock. I was living in Melbourne at the time and he said to me, ring Father Michael in Sydney. And I did, I was quite obedient then, which I never was. <laughs> and um, Michael said to me, get on the first plane tomorrow morning, and come to Sydney. And my husband came with me and uh, I rang Michael when I got, he said, ring me as soon as you get there. And I did, and I was a dry drunk. The housekeeper answered the phone, and uh, she said he was out seeing a sick lady. And I thought, how dare he? (laughs) And I said, he told me to ring him as soon as I got off the plane. And she said, well, he's now said for you to ring back at 12.30. And I said, I'm not waiting until 12.30 to ring him. And had the most dreadful morning. (gasps) Drove my husband mad. But I was still sober at 12.30, so I rang him. And he said, if you're still sober at 5 o'clock, I'm saying, Mass, if you're in the church, I'll take you to dinner. Well, I was in the church, and I was the only one in the church. It was a Wednesday afternoon, so he couldn't miss me. (laughs) And he said to my husband, come back at half-past ten and pick Doreen up. And uh, when we were walking into the meeting, I said to him, tell them I'm an observer he was the first person called to speak and he said I've got a very dear friend here tonight who'd love to share and I thought you can't trust anybody in this fellowship (laughs) but I got up and I knew as soon as I started speaking I knew there had to be more than people power to keep me sober so we came back to Melbourne and I went through the steps. There weren't any steps meetings in those days. And I went through them individually, very slowly. But I eventually got to the 12th step. And even to this day, people say to me, why do you still go to meetings? And I just say to them, when you get to the 12th step, you'll know why. Because if everybody got to the 12th step and stopped going to meetings, there would be nobody around to continue this wonderful fellowship. And to me, it is the only miracle of the 20th century, Alcoholics Anonymous. I can't think of anything else that uh, has occurred. But you've got to really be sincere and understand. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol. That is the key. And most of us know that our lives are unmanageable when we're drinking. (laughs) But it is a bitter pill. And I do feel for people who felt like I did. And I'm not alone. People still to this day tell me how they hate the word. And I mean, I'm 49 years sober and I still hate it. So what hope have you got? <laughs> but it does lessen. I must say that. I mean, it rolls off my tongue now as though I'm saying have a cup of coffee. But it took a long time for me to get to that stage. And I think once you get over the admitting you're an alcoholic and get the word out, you can have a certain peace in your mind that you've never had in your life before. I think it is the most wonderful thing that's ever happened to me. I mean, I had four children under the age of seven when I came in and that was pretty terrific pretty terrific while I was drinking too but I had a very good husband and uh, he stuck by me and I had the privilege of looking after him when he died too I nursed him at home for the last three months of his life and I always felt good about that and so much so I'm a Catholic he wasn't but he turned a Catholic on his deathbed to please me and I thought You know, isn't that remarkable? The life that I gave him for those years when I was drinking. I mean, I didn't have a long drinking time. I didn't have a drink until I was 23. But I believe I was an alcoholic from my first drink. Uh, I didn't want to go home from that first party. And I looked around at people and I thought, they're not getting out of this alcohol that I am. And, you know, they were all ready to go home. And they would have been what was classed as social drinkers. And I don't think I was a social drinker at any stage. But what saved me was being the vendor drinker. And I suppose that was the hard part of accepting that I was an alcoholic. That I didn't drink every day. I expected people to fall flat on their face every day. And I didn't do that. But I'm not going to go on any longer. Because... uh, Short and sweet is the best as far as I'm concerned. Oh, not ten minutes. You're joking. (laughs) I've never been a long speaker. (laughs) You get me on the (laughs) cheek. That's much better. (laughs) Two minutes now I'm down to. That's more in my line. I don't know what it is about me. I just hate speaking. It's not because I can't get the word out anymore. I just... I suppose when you've spoken for 49 years, it becomes a bit of a bore, doesn't it? But I have to keep going because I'm still an alcoholic. Thank you very much.
1: This share, and other shares like it, are available from our website, stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.